I'm Dave Monaco, the Alan Meyer Family Head of School at Parish Episcopal School. Welcome to the From My Angle podcast. In today's show, I'm joined once again by Junior Amari Hayes for our second co-hosted episode. Last month, Amari and I jump-started the focus on the importance of place to cultivating a sense of belonging. With some of his peers, we investigated in that episode how students, both new and returning to parish, find their academic fit in our upper school community. With recent episodes featuring conversations about how we steward a sense of place at parish and how vital it is to help young people find their purpose and discover their place in the world, it was time to bring Omari and his peers back for another conversation from the teen perspective when we think about belonging and a sense of place. In this show, Omari and I are joined by freshman Samantha Ward and senior Maya Mukherjee. Together, we sought to explore an equally compelling aspect of belonging in place, how teens navigate finding their social fit. I think you will enjoy the perspectives of these bright teens as they talk candidly about being comfortable in one's skin, recognizing what a good fit social connection feels like, and the shapers and influencers that have helped them find their people. There is a lot of insight and energy in this conversation for teen and adult listeners alike. I hope you enjoy and learn from it. Amari Hayes co-hosting with me with two of his terrific upper school schoolmates. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the From My Angle podcast, episode two, with my co-host, Amari Hayes. Hey, Amari. So, Mr. Monaco, how are you doing? Yeah, doing fantastic. I cannot believe we are getting close to the end of the first trimester. I'm actually glad. Are you feeling a little bit of the pressure upstairs in the upper school? Um, I would most definitely say that um, adding on the course of uh, the, um, the uh, Leadership Institute, yeah. that most definitely is adding a little bit more pressure. But other than that, my other classes are going 
fairly well, I would uh, say. I'm glad. Yeah, that lead project that you're that you're trying to work your way through and get crafted is a big a big part of your leadership institute experience. We'll touch on that at some point down the road. But hey, we got some more guests here today. Yes, it's gonna uh, be great. Yes, so we have two of our upper school students. Yeah. Uh, could you introduce yourself? So- Hi, I'm Maya McCurdy, and I'm a senior here at Parrish. Hi, I'm Samantha Ward, and I'm a freshman here at Parrish. And we're glad to have these ladies with us today because, you know, we've been talking, and especially, as you all know, the last uh, uh, several episodes specifically about place and this notion of belonging, like where do you find your place or your fit? And so when you were here a few episodes ago, we talked about finding your academic fit with some of the upper school students. Since then, I've talked with Mayfield, who's our board chair, about uh, how we as a board and head of school, we protect the values of this place. And then I had uh, Ross Weiner uh, on la- recently and with the World Leadership School, and we talked about how uh, it's important to help young people find their purpose or place in the world in a complex global society. But when you were here last time, we knew it was important to talk about academic fit, but sometimes what high school kids are most concerned about is where they find their social fit and what yeah. are some of the challenges in finding um, finding their social fit. So that's what we want to do with Maya and Samantha today. We're really excited that you that you guys are here and, and willing to help us willing to help us do that. So I mean Amari, when you think about this whole notion of finding your, your social fit, I think the first thing I want to talk about is like what does it even mean to fit socially? Like as a young person, as a high school junior, what does that what does that even mean to you? And then we'll bring our guests in and talk a little bit about it. Uh, to me, finding my place, well, my freshman year, um, at that point in my life, I thought that uh, finding my place was more so finding the popular crowd or or those that was that were liked among the the fun group, as I might say, well, because uh, and simply because I came from a Paul. Paul, a small uh, public school, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to um, experience the feeling of um, of having a lot of people um, being around you, hanging out with you all the time, and, and things of that sort. But I quickly learned that hanging out with the popular group isn't always the best thing to do because a lot of times uh, you have to have a, a, a false person, a false persona sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and after a while, like it gets tiring of of upholding a like a false uh, persona, as mm-hmm. I might say, um, again, of something that you truly not, and and that truly began to come way down um, on me. And like I used to take my friends' opinions into big consideration, mm-hmm. but um, but after I got tired of acting and acting, I was like, yo, I'm just gonna do me like I've been doing my entire life in high school and I'm not going to change me just because I got into um a new environment mm-hmm. and I feel like that after a student gets that understanding then I feel like that they will uh, socially feel and experience um more people uh, coming um along in their lives than they would ever think than hanging out with the popular group so you're a little past the midway journey in high school for you, and yes. so you've you've obviously come to some um, understandings. You've invited a, a freshman and you've invited a senior, so I think it'll be interesting to see um, where they are in their respective processes about um, finding their social fit in the world. Yeah, so how about we start off with the freshman, the fresh look <laughs> of high school at a parish. So how would you say that you have uh, found your social fit or, or some things that have been challenging as you're trying to find it? 
Well, for me, I joined Parish in fifth grade, so I kind of already had my friend group moving into high school. But, like, people always said, like, in high school, oh, you're going to lose friends, you're going to see who's your true friend. But so far, like, me and my friends have, like, stayed pretty close. And to find, like, my social fit, I play field hockey, so I've already met, like, some of the upperclassmen, and I'm, like, already know them as friends. I'm also part of student government, so I also know more high schoolers from that. And, yeah, that's really helped me, like, go into, like, the high school scene and, like, meet new people, and then also have my old friends to always talk to. Got you. So your extracurricular activities um, has helped you ease into your social life, into high school? Yeah, definitely. Got you. So now, Maya, what is your take on your a social fit being a senior? And I would like to know um, the stages that, <laughs> that you went through, if any. There's so many. Oh, my God, there's so many. Because starting with, like, my freshman year and my, so- my freshman sophomore year, I cared so much. I cared so much what other people thought of me, how they saw me, what what they kind of would like think of me every every time I opened my mouth or every time I came to school, what I would look like, how short my skirt was, how unbuttoned my shirt was, how what the kind of jewelry I was wearing, what kind of makeup I was wearing. I would care so much. I'm not wearing a single piece like hint of makeup right now on my face, as you guys, as you guys can tell, like we're on a podcast, but like <laughs> I I went through a journey of where like Everything I feel people still do now today, because now I'm a senior, like like you said, you re- you had your like revelation your junior year, like right now, that's exactly where I was my junior year, freshman, sophomore year. And like I feel like what the freshman, sophomores are doing now, every single action, every single thing they do is based off of clout. Everything that they do, everything that they say is to please other people around them and to kind of fit in socially, to be among those popular, quote unquote, popular people there are different cliques there are different groups in each grade and i think it is such a prominent thing we see not just at parish but in the private school community all around dallas it is such a like such a thing for kids to just kind of oh like they look at someone they have their own perception and it's early in the high school years and you know because once you're in your junior and senior year people kind of either already have their set quote-unquote set cliques or groups and they already decided who they're gonna be friends with, who they decide not to reach out to. Me personally, now that I know where I am as a senior in high school, I find myself not to be popular or socially fitting in. I am friends with so many different people in my grade. I can tell you like, I'm acquainted with so many different people with so many different perspectives and cultures and opinions. And I'm totally perf- like fine with that because it taught me how to be a completely open-minded person so you're talking about a journey Omari talked about a journey I don't want to brag on Samantha but I know Samantha to have been and to be a mature young lady Mm -hmm. and even in middle school I would say was precocious in her maturity Mm -hmm. so you you've talked more about actually carrying a group of friends with you so I'm wondering socially did you see do, do you see some of this going on around you and did you just find an authentic set of friends in middle school perhaps earlier than others or are you experiencing some of what Maya and to a lesser degree Amari were talking about with these shifting alliances and the cliques and sort of the insecurity about where you find your place yeah definitely in ninth grade there was like a lot of cliques going on like there's like oh this friend group and that friend group like you know and they kind of merge like not really everyone kind of stays with their friend group 
like the year where everyone was like oh trying to become like quote-unquote popular was definitely like seventh grade people would like try and like hang out with like the popular kids in a way but then they would kind of be like oh because they have like their set click too so they were like kind of like their group and then they would like try to leave their group to go to their group if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Mm-hmm. But, so it's just a lot of shifting. Yeah, a lot yeah. of shifting. But a lot of the time, like, it wouldn't work, and they'd come back, people would be, like, upset and stuff. And then by eighth grade, it was kind of, like, set in place. Like, you knew who you were friends with. Like, some of the groups kind of merge in a way, but not really. And people, like, tried to, like, move friend groups, kind of, like, ended up, like, feeling, like, left out because they, like, in a way, like, betrayed, like, quote-unquote, like, their old friends and tried to join their new friends, but they didn't, like weren't really friends with them at all, and it was kind of awkward. But it doesn't sound like you were involved in that shifting. Not really, because I... So why is that? Like, what, is there, is there a piece of advice or wisdom that you would, that you would say for parents or young people that were listening? It was like, look, like, here's what I found out earlier, because I do want to come back to the high school kids in a second and ask, like, okay, so what happened, right, in middle of your high school experience? Like, what gave you the confidence to break away? But back to you in middle school, Samantha, like, did you, I mean, were you... Were you feeling differently about yourself or stronger about yourself or more confident about yourself for a particular reason that you didn't participate in a lot of the shifting of social groups? Well, even at one point, I did try to do, like, the social shifting. I feel mm-hmm. like everyone has done that, like, at mm-hmm. one point. And then you're like, oh, that doesn't work. Because when you go and hang out with them, like, not, like, they're, like, nice people, you know, but, like, you don't really, like, fit in, like, the mm-hmm. rest of them. You can feel it. Yeah, you, like, yeah. feel, like, something different when you're with, like, your old group of friends because you're friends for a reason you know because you can just be open around them mm-hmm. and everything and then when you leave their group to go to another group that has a whole like different personality mm-hmm. you feel like you have to change your personality yeah, to like that's... fit in with that and you're just like not really your authentic self with them yeah those personas uh, that Omar was talking about so for you older for you older um guy and gal were there was there a particular experience or moment Mm-hmm. Where you felt the shift come, or you just gained the confidence, or stopped deciding that you would wear makeup every day, like you just didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Like what? What happened? Um, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Probably when I saw how I don't know if I can say this, but how much of a butthole some of my friends were, <laughs> mm-hmm. quote unquote friends. Yeah, they're yeah. not your <laughs> oh, friends. Yes. They act like yeah. that. And then like w- one day, I I literally sat and looked back, and I was like. I'm friends with this guy and and not in um in a in a downing way but if I don't s- a stand for that then why am I hanging out with someone else who stands for something different as far as how they treat people socially cuz I would say that I had some friends who simply would would down people who who weren't athletes or or who weren't in the core group as if like they were s- some type of different people and and one day I would have to say my sophomore year I saw I mean I heard one of my f- friends well one of my friends told me he was like why are you hanging out with them they're weird and I was like what do you mean by they're weird and then that day I was like okay I would rather go hang out with the weird people <laughs> who can respect people. Because honestly, at the end of the day, after you get the knowledge and the and the appreciation of respect of someone else, even though that they might not act like you or look like you, as long as you can respect that person, I can hang out with you any time of the day and, and, and have just as much fun mm-hmm. with you as if you were in my inner circle but i feel like oftentimes in high school 
we get caught up in well they don't act like me or they don't have all the followers or they're not as cute yeah and then as Maya said earlier earlier clout and for you older people if you don't know what clout is Maya how would you it's like clout like I'm just doing it to do I do whatever I say whatever to be cool I kind of fit in social that's like fit in socially yeah it gives you influence yeah Yeah. it gives you influence influence and like and and I think that that one aspect kind of takes the the human interaction out of high school until uh, you find that un, until you have that awakening moment of I'm gonna be me, and if you rock with me, you rock with me, and if you don't, well, you don't because I'm not here to appease to everyone because um. In church, my pastor always says, you can appease everyone because if you do, then you'll just work yourself until you die, mm-hmm. basically. So after lower school students coming into high school, if you quickly get get that sense of, I am who I am, I'm cool because I think I'm cool and I don't care if you think I'm cool and I'm going to be me then that's when I honestly think that that's when your high school experience would, would truly start. But that's why slower classmen have a hard time doing that because they haven't figured that self out about themselves. They're coming in a whole new upward school. They're coming into a whole new atmosphere. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm the big kid now. I'm in high school. I'm not middle school anymore. So then so not then, to cut you off? Yeah. Since we are on the podcast, what um, wisdom could you give mm-hmm the seventh and eighth graders who 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 are coming into that young um adulthood as far as finding themselves and and not really caring of what others think do the best you can to find the right people to surround yourself with right people as in the ones that make you feel confident about yourself the ones that support you in every action and everything that you do and that don't pressure you into doing what others feel like you have to do for societal expectations. So this is a really good question that you pose, which is what does it actually feel like to fit socially? What is it when you found Samantha was sort of talking about, you know, you leave that group that you fit with and it just feels like the suit, the shirt you put on is too big or too small, right? So when you find that group that you fit with socially, I hear uh, Maya saying you're honored for who you are right you 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 are um, um acknowledged for your your strengths and your gifts i wonder if you can be a little more vulnerable with those people what are some other things that you would add to the list uh that you would say this is what it feels like when i am in the right connection and fit with people what are some of the things that it feels like in those spots samantha you, you um, want to start then we'll just go back mm-hmm. around sure i'd say like it feels like you're not even like trying you kind of just like yeah. fit in like it just like feels right it's like you're at like, home chilling. yeah you're just like <laughs> talking like with your family or something because like yeah. the people your friends like should be like your like family like per se you know mm-hmm. um it just like feels right like you don't have to like <clears throat> put on a mask you like say whatever you know like they'll be like okay with like what you say like what you believe you know and you don't have like a fear of being judged or you feel yes. like you don't need to like change yourself to like talk to them or hang out with them i know i had a school that did a did a chapel homily on managing your masks 
Yes. I don't know if you think he works at Parish Episcopal in Dallas, Mr. Malcolm. Um, so, yeah, Matt, <laughs> you Matt, your persona. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slick. A little podcast uh, humor. So, Amari, uh, what about, what about what would you add to that? This um, notion you can be who you are. You're sort of in your regular skin. You don't have to put on airs. Um, I would add something onto um, this statement before I say my own. But when she said judgment, when you aren't in the correct crowd or the correct social group, or you're trying to fit into a particular social group, when they critique you or talk to you, like it feels like that they're downing you or like bashing you. And, and like, I don't know how to say it, but, but if it's my friends critiquing me, like I might get angry, but I don't feel cut by their words. They have to be critiquing you or so, so like, as we say, judging you out of a good place. Yes. They can't be doing it just saying, oh, you're ugly today. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't have on the... You don't, uh, look, you don't look like so-and-so. You can't do it. <laughs> you don't have on Gucci today. You don't have on this. You don't have on like... like it has to come from a genuine place mm-hmm. from these people. If they're your real friends, they come yeah. from... It comes from a place where they know it's going to benefit you, like positively so, I mean I think too to add to the listen and Maya can certainly add more if she has it but you, I would maybe uh, ask you to go back and you taught this idea about um, knowing who you are mm-hmm. which is different than knowing how it feels to be honored for who you are so I'm just again curious um, were there any seminal experiences Samantha talked earlier about getting involved in sports that's been important to Omari you've got dance you've got student government as Samantha does you guys are all involved in a lot of different things like what what were the biggest catalysts to you coming to understand who you are? Either that the school provided through programming or just happened through your natural maturation and development? My family. Mm-hmm. I have a twin brother who, um, Nush. Shout out Nush. Yeah. Shout out Nush. He'll he be got happy about that. really mad at me uh, last year when I started doing a lot of things to please other people mm. and it started impacting my family negatively i started acting out towards them i started doing things that could possibly like you know affect my family very badly and they were like get it together why why are you doing all this just to please other people why are you acting differently so my family finally came to me and like told me to get it together they had a talk with me my bro i've never seen my brother so like it was like a thing I felt they were disappointed in me, but they were like, they, they weren't. They were just like telling me like, you know, you, you have to like fix your attitude and fix how you're acting. And then over the summer, I had like a whole, like, I don't even know how you, how you describe it. Okay, I'm, I am Indian and I am Hindu. Mm-hmm. I never embraced my culture the way I did this past summer. Oh. I had such a good time. Like embracing my culture. Maya would always <laughs> post on Snapchat of her and her. What is the proper name of sorry? the attire? Am I sorry? Yeah, in my, her sorry. In my Kagra and my mm-hmm. Indian clothes, mm-hmm. and I'd be at Indian. I finally go to all these fun Indian family events. And actually, Maya, on the podcast, I'm saying this. I would love to uh, come to a uh, Indian um, event for sure. And <laughs> July 18th, July 18th, is your big dance, big dance performance. I have a huge, yeah. yeah. This, so. <laughs> When I finally came in touch with like who I am as like culturally, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I felt I knew I I felt a very a huge sense of confidence because there's another thing like I this is a big thing for me as a senior. I am graduating. Okay, I there's such minimal chance I'm gonna see a lot of these people again. Like let's just be real. I don't know if I'm gonna see a lot. I'll see you. I'll come and visit you, Mr. Mark. I'm just saying like. 
these people that I go to school with, they're obviously not everyone's going to make me feel positive or happy every single day. There are certain people that are my true, true friends, and I love seeing them every single day. The people that, you know, are the ones that don't really do the same like my friends do. Again, I'm graduating. I'm not really going to see them every single day. So I'm trying to just get to the point. I'm just trying to get to May. I'm just, like, toughing it out. I'm going to do the best I can. I come to school my for my education first. My social life is a big part of who I am. It used to be, it used to take over my education, but now it's it's what I put second behind my academics. I focus every single day to graduate and then to pursue big dreams in the future and meet new people because that's yeah, what's what you're going to achieve. So faith and culture are really important for you. Yes. Amari's referenced his pastor, and, and so faith is important for you in helping yeah. you understand who you are. Do you have what else would you would you say, Amari? Um, Samantha can tell us to touch on what Maya's said a little bit. When um, she said, oh, I just went blank. I said oh, my I family, did. my family um, came to me. Um, and she's going to pursue culture. her dreams. Culture, yes. So, um, w- like, I feel like that after we hit that seventh and eighth grade year, like, we lose the good part of our childishness, if that makes sense. Because as a child, we're ambitious. We don't care what nobody thinks. I could have on cowboy boots, shorts up, up so high, like, and and I'd be like, "Yo, I look fly." You can't tell me nothing. And we have so many pictures of of us when we're small. We're like, mm-hmm. "Why did I have that on?" But we most definitely know on that day that nobody so could good. tell us yeah. nothing. <laughs> and like, I feel like that after we get to seventh and eighth grade, and we hear that word a maturity we lose ourselves a little bit we lose ourselves and we take the wrong things out of our childishness and we take those things that that are things that we should actually cherish out and we keep our childish thinking of well that's what i did when i was a kid that's not cool anymore this isn't cool anymore they're saying it's not cool but if you really think about it, if you do what you did as a child, but you're still mature, you're still pursuing the things. Yeah, you're just having fun. Mm-hmm. And and I would say that my sophomore year, kind of like my, I saw that the people that really cared about me was like, yo, like, what are you doing? And I'm over here like, bro, I'm chilling, bro. I'm, now I'm good. I'm living the best life. Yeah. And then one weekend, I just got so tired. And, like, I literally slept for, like, 24 hours. Oh, good. And my, and my body was tired. And I was like, Omari, like, why are you doing this to your body? Because I'm trying to go to this party, that party. You're doing something, I'm there. You're doing something, I'm there. Because I'm trying to fit in and fit that, that persona yeah. of someone else lifestyle and and it's hard to to walk in someone else's shoes because you're not built like them so so that faith and family coming into play like yo you you're lucky about to hit rock bottom get back up and and sometimes it takes rock bottom and I'm not saying that that's to be the case for everyone but that's what happened to me and it woke me up and changed my life tremendously. And it, it, it is honestly, when I'm myself, I have opened up so many doors 
in my life um academically socially um um in the career i would like to pursue i've gotten so many internship i so many internship opportunities simply because i didn't take my friend saying why do you want a internship for a nurse that's dumb that's lame or why did you do the musical I was like, cuz, I'm being me. (laughs) But Maya, uh, well, guys, if y'all didn't know, um, Aya was, um, myself and Maya did um, the uh, musical last year at our school called... Hairspray. Hairspray. Yeah. Is it hairspray? Yeah. You did Crybaby. I did Hairspray. Crybaby. I didn't do Crybaby. Oh, okay. I I did Crybaby. And Maya did Hairspray. And and my... Freshman year, I thought about doing hairspray, mm-hmm. but one of my f- friends and told me. And we wanted me, you to, too, really yeah. badly. And, and, and they were asking me, and I let my decision be up hmm. to one of my best friends at the time. And I was like, so, I'm thinking about doing the musical. What do you think? Because asking him, like, kill don't do it. Yeah, but, yeah, but I thought, hey, but yeah, cool, no problem. He was like, dude, you're whack, bro. That's lame. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. So... That whole time that people at rehearsals, like I missed that feeling of when I was in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, doing a productions and, th- and things of that sort. So, so like a couple of things enlightened me on the things that brought you joy. You don't have anymore. Yeah. So you so you need to reevaluate yourself. And bring back your core values, and then you'll see prosperity. In your That's life. a good signal, right? So, um, as you as as you really start thinking about the signal, are you happy? Are you feeling a sense of fulfillment where you are? If you're not, you may be you may be misfit. Anything else that helped you, Samantha, to find that sense of who you are more firmly, so that you can uh, you know withstand the buffets of people questioning your choices or what you're wearing or who you're hanging out with? Like what what's been helpful for you in determining who Samantha Ward is? Um. Well, for me, I kind of just had to realize that I just kind of had to do, like, what made me happy and, like, not to be, like, in, like, not to be a people pleaser because, like, in the long run, it only matters, like, what makes you happy. Like, in, let's say, like, 20 years, I'm not going to know, like, half of these people I'm with in high so school right now. I'm like, you're graduating. I'm probably going to be friends with, like, maybe, like, five people mm-hmm. or, like, less, probably even less than that in, like, 20 years down the road. So, like, why? Like, I should, like, try to have, like, the best time possible now rather than, like, looking back on it later and be like, oh, I should have done, like, the upper school, like, musical play mm-hmm. or whatever, like you guys were saying. And just kind of, like, live life, like, in the moment. And, like, whatever other... If someone else, like, judges you for, like, what you're doing, they're probably not really your friend. If are like, oh, like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. You should be like, oh, well, I want to do it. Like, I just want to, like, do what I want to do. It doesn't really involve you, so... So in this last half of the podcast, like, uh, section, I, I'm really interested in this. Um, I, I did do a travel homily on masks, you know, this notion that your identity is your identity. But when you're in different contexts, you know, the mature um, adult, in my opinion, understands how to manage the mask or the I, or the or the you that you bring into that group. And I'm, I use my example of being the head of school. And that um, is an identity that I love and, and value. But it masks other parts of the Dave Monaco identity that I just can't bring into that identity, right? They're got to be managed uh, appropriately. So you all belong to lots of different, you, you are plugged in and socially connected in lots of different places. So, you know, explain to me some of the places that you do feel authentically fit, like you do authentically belong there. You got family, you got your church group, you got your school friends, you got your neighborhood friends, you got your teams, you got your uh, other affinity groups. Like, 
what which of the ones are the most important to you and how do you how do you manage keeping your identity you know authentically um uh presented in in those different social contexts i i mean as a student here at parish i'm very i feel like i'm a little too involved because i'm getting a little stressed out maybe i should like <laughs> take a little break but i only did it because i had good reasons and good intentions like for example i finally joined sclc this year um, I student, wanted, student diversity leadership yes, council mm-hmm. and i shivani kukarni and i are doing i think we're making huge strides this year and in, in like embracing our south asian indian culture we're start we're th- thinking about doing a bollywood dance uh workshop for voice and views conference coming up soon or having celebrating holy as as a whole community together holy is a color festival that celebrates spring and in the hindu culture and also i'm a part of student government i'm the vice president of the student body and that's just because i'm a people person i can i feel like i can relate to a student body a lot so one of those is on campus, student government. That is on campus. But the other Off campus, is, I am a dancer. I am... Very much connected to your culture. It's I'm cultural very dance. much connected yeah. to the Indian culture. But it's it's actually interesting because a lot of people don't understand, only because my family understands um, this part of my dance experience. The dance that I'm a part of is South Indian classical dance. These dancers and these my dance teacher, they are South Indian. I am from northeast eastern india so i'm bengali they are telugu and it's actually strange i my parents and i used to be outcasts in the in this dance community because we never spoke their language they didn't speak english with us they would speak their own language i'd have to ask them to translate it was a very big awakening even that in my indian culture you can be you can feel like an outcast but now that i'm so in touch with my dance community and i'm one of the senior students and one of the leaders and I genuinely love dancing, and it's a huge part of my life. I wouldn't be who I am if I wasn't a dancer. What are what are some examples or observations you're making on managing your different social points of social connection on or off campus? Because it's not just about parish to me. It's really you know how you exist in your social world today. Um, what, what do you what do you what are you observing from that question or oh. reflecting on? Well, me being a football player and it's football season, uh, check us out on overtime, <laughs> parish Episcopal. Um, we're six and one, um, but I would say with football and being involved in the um, the uh, leadership institute program, those two obligations take up a great majority of my time as far as after school and on the um, weekends as well. And you feel authentically plugged in there. Those are a part of your identity and you feel that that fit is a strong social mm-hmm. fit for you. It's an yes. s- important social fabric for you. Yes, so um, um, on the standpoint of the um, leadership program, when I got to Parrish, um, at the end of my uh, freshman year is when I um, applied to the, into the institute. and And I wanted my um interviewer to know that 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 my goal of joining the institute is is so that I can um so I can remove the stigma of a dumb jock and that um athletes can be a scholarly student as well so um me expanding myself in multiple areas other than just in sports was a key thing so that socially I could, in my own way, um, re- remove this stigma. Like, hey, I'm a, I'm an athlete, and I'm also a scholar. So, 
so the stigma of us being un- um us being not intelligent is false mm-hmm. so that's one key thing in school but then out of school um just honestly my faith like I, like I would just have to go back on that do you keep neighborhood friends i mean you live distance oh. you leave it you live a distance away so, whereas Samantha and, and Maya live cl- closer to campus so is there tension between going home to that social group and then coming here to the social groups you've just mentioned for you well so uh, act to this uh, the uh, standpoint on faith most of my outside <coughs> f- friends go to my church so and i've grown up with them since like probably two, three years old, and um, and my elementary school experience and 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 my middle school experience, I basically grew up with my same classmates from first grade through through eighth grade. So m- most of those two groups are separate, but I but I evenly evenly participate in both groups and as the same person. And Mr. Monaco, I just have one quick question: Is there a difference between personalities and identities like like you're having different personalities like in, in like in different situations then switching your entire identity is there a difference between that yeah i'm not a psychologist so i don't know that i'd be the expert to answer that my my answer to your question as an educator would be that your identity is is core and fundamental and it reflects outward as your personality right so your identity are sort of these values and beliefs and uh, this sense of self that you possess, which is sort of existential and internal, uh, what what people see, right? That a, that identity sort of illuminated is what they would call your personality. It's rare that we go up and say, you know, this is Maya's identity. We would go up and say, this is Maya's personality. But that personality reflects what are coming to be all of your um, different senses of of who of who you are. Samantha, did any of your social po- points of connection? Do any of them conflict with each other or do they all, do you feel like, you know, again, you're not having to switch a mask all the way around your face. You're making subtle alterations as you go from group to groups in terms of language you use or activities that you do, but you're basically bringing the same Samantha there. Are there conflicts or are they all pretty symmetrical for you? Um, I think they're all kind of symmetrical in mm-hmm. a way. At first, like when I was in like middle school, I think I was like kind of different at school than I was like out of school mm-hmm. like at home I'd kind of just be like all over the place like crazy and stuff and mm-hmm. at school I kind of had to be like oh like you're kind of around other kept people the line. <laughs> you're, yeah, kept it on the you're road like chill out a little uh-huh. bit you know but like this year like I have like my close friends and I kind of just be like how I am at like home you know I can just like chill because I know like they're kind of like my family so I can just like mm-hmm. act around them how I would in school mm-hmm. and that kind of made it easier so I didn't have to feel like I'm like switching back and forth mm-hmm. and didn't really feel like I have anything to hide mm-hmm. But also for like out of school activities, I figure skate out of school, mm-hmm. and I have been like cool. like yeah. I just don't, I don't mention it a lot. I don't know you figure skated. Yeah. What? We have a, I've been doing we, like six years. I just what? like figure skating. We have a figure skate. Give a round of applause wow. for the figure skater parish episcopal. Yeah, um, I've been doing it for like six years, and I also have, like my like ice skating friends, like so like what I call them, and they like know like like my school friends don't really know them, but like I talk to them about my school friends, like what's going on at school. She and, like, just did I not mention that the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. but you feel pretty connected authentically in both cases. Like yeah. it's not a completely different Samantha there; it's just a, a Samantha who uh, has a, yes. you know some different vocabulary and different interests and talk things that you talk about with your skating friends that you might when you come here. Yeah, people always ask me, like, oh, why do you talk about ice skating at school? And I'm like, 
Like, I, don't I don't really you. know what to talk about. See, like, but like, see, like yeah. I can't like really ice skate like into a school conversation. But so. like this is like a perfect example or like opportunity for you to kind, do that. Yeah. You see how Mar and I just reacted that we didn't even know you were a figure skater. All like, we thought you did was field hockey. Like honestly, if you told me, "Hey, I'm lucky having a competition today," I like I would honestly consider mom. Uh, mom, I gotta go. Is this a possibility? <laughs> no, but like I'm being serious, and when. People are more open, and the atmosphere becomes more accepting of different than, like, I would say my junior year. Like, I've been, like, amazed by so many of my friends and things that I didn't, like, even know that they did. Simply because we just haven't had a conversation about it or because we feel like it's not acceptable as you said, but you, you, figure skating is Samantha. So if I'm talking to Samantha, then I want to know about figure skating also. And then one more key topic for the listeners that I would like to speak on, and Maya might have something to say with this also, but it is okay to have more than one friend group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, what? Of course. And all your friends, Friend groups do not have to co-mingle. No, they don't. No, they don't and at so, all. And so if you're at that point of like, well, like go and hang out with them, but they don't like them. Well, don't hang out with them at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so I would just say like, but Maya, but what would you have to say for someone like stuck in that place right now of like, I like to hang out with different people, but either this friend group doesn't like this friend group so like i'm stuck in the middle like i said surround yourself with the people that make you feel happy with it with yourself if you like hang out whoever you want to hang out then do whatever do whatever you want to do hang out with whoever you want to hang out if there are people that are upset with who, who you're hanging out with then so be it they're your friends they don't have to be their friends yes ideally it'd be awesome if they could all hang out together at one place but if it's awkward and they don't like each other then then don't do it. Hang you, out with whoever you want to hang out with. And you even mentioned that earlier, that you're friends with a broad range yeah, of seniors. I have, I have a senior yeah. in, in, in class with you and has been a classmate of yours for a I've long time. I've been friends with Robert yeah. for so but long. But I, I, I would say one of the benefits of this community, in my observation of, of Robert and many of you over the last 10 and a half years, is that um, you really okay. do have the ability to build a broad network of friends mm-hmm. and um, and. Uh, hang around with people of, of, yeah. of different of different interests i think we need to um uh, have these f- friends of ours back amari because i think one thing we're not gonna have time to explore in this episode that's still really of interest to me is the disconnected student the lonely student and the outcast like you all for example are three students of color um maya's gotten a little bit to the notion of, of coming to embrace her ethnicity but uh kind of back to samantha's notion of the ice skater what about folks that are coming here not as an ice skater, which is a, which is a minority, which is a minority skill set in this community, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a many ice skaters, so that's why it's novel and interesting to us. Mm-hmm. But what are the person that comes here as uh, an African American, as a Hindu, um, as a student uh, who's homosexual and exploring that part of identity? Like, uh, what 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 is that like for people in this community? And I think we need another. I think we need another episode down yeah. the line yeah, to really sure. get into that notion. Don't this generation that. presently is by most called the loneliest generation. There's this idea of being connected through technology, 
but really feeling very isolated. And I do want to explore what isolation or disconnection feels like or fear of bringing your full identity to a place looks like. So maybe we can tee uh, Maya and Samantha up to come for another another episode down the down the road. They most definitely will be back. And my last tip to say is if you're in high school or you're in middle school and you're coming into something new, just embrace the moment and don't think of the future because you will get lost in the f- future if you overthink about it. tomorrow and and that is one other aspect that you have to keep in mind that you have to take it day by day and as long as you are progressing as a person then you should be happy with yourself and progressing in a good way not a bad way as a person and we appreciate it. upcoming episodes and your back partner for for the um for the shared podcast we are going to be looking at the role of technology in connection. Back in December? Um, coming up, uh, coming up the next month, and uh, and so we're looking at that. We're going to be looking at uh, really how we find belonging and fit in our home, and how we find fit with our parents, and how that can be a challenge through adolescence. So we've got some juicy topics, but we're also going to add this notion of disconnection um, for upcoming episodes. So there's no reason that the listener should go to any other podcast, but from my angle with Amari and Mister Minaj. From our angle, and we most definitely <laughs> will have our guests back. Yeah, um, uh, Samantha. And my great, 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 great friend, Maya. And then y'all will be back, correct? Of course. Y'all be back? So I want to thank y'all for coming. Thank you And I had a great time. Yeah, we had a great time. Thank y'all. We'll be back next episode. Thanks for joining us on the From Angle podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the From My Angle podcast. Please share it with friends and colleagues in your network. In our next episode, we continue our exploration of how values define a place and bind a community. I will be joined by the rector of the Episcopal Church of the Transfiguration, Father Casey Schaub. The FIG, as the parish is known, gave birth to Parish Day School in 1972 and has nurtured and supported the school as it has evolved into Parish Episcopal School. Casey and I will dig into the values that define Episcopal communities, the relationship between parish and the fig and the values these two institutions share until the next time thanks for joining me on from my angle